Welcome to this week's edition of Everything Fast Pitch, sponsored by Fast Pitch Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range studio today. We've got a great show lined up, a lot of interesting topics on a rainy, drizzly, kind of unsoftball-like day here in Georgia. Yeah, it's uh, uh, cold and wet, and I guess it's just wintertime, so it's coming and it's going to happen, and we can get through this and back to our regular softball weather. I know it is kind of funny to me how uh, wimpy we've become that 45 degrees feels like winter, but I guess uh, uh, for those of us in this part of the country, it definitely is. No, we've uh, we've got a chance to to take a rest and do a little bit of winter training and, and again, get back at it here soon in the spring. Very much so. Da Vinci's Pizza is our sponsor of our shout-out segment. Uh, da Vinci's Pizza is located in Kennesaw, Georgia, and they're located at 4200 Wade Green Road. You can reach Da Vinci's Pizza at 770-792-8989. And if you mention Fast Pitch Prep or anything Fast Pitch, you're going to find a 10% discount waiting for you on any order that you place, whether it's a delivery or in-restaurant order. And uh, we really appreciate the people at Da Vinci's for supporting us. Um, they have really stepped up and are helping us grow everything Fast Pitch and Fast Pitch Prep. Our shout-out segment this week has a couple of things we wanted to talk about. Number one is we're going to take a little bit of a hiatus on uh, on recognizing a Fast Pitch Prep Player of the Week. We've sort of hit a little bit of a lull where there's not much softball really being played. And we're going to take a little break, but we're going to come back strong in January. And what we want to do is ask all of you to spend a second thinking about a player that you think would be worthy of recognition. Obviously, it might be for on-field performance, somebody who's had a great week, great weekend, great year. But also we're looking to recognize players who have accomplished things in the classroom, things in the community. Uh, this award is not necessarily just an all-star of the week award as much as we want it to be something to recognize fast-pitch players that are doing great things. So if you could help us by recognizing or help us recognize that player that you know of by nominating them and letting us know all about them, you can contact us at fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Send Coach Don and I a little bit of background information about why you think that player would be a great fast pitch prep player of the week, and we'll start recognizing players again in January. The second thing we wanted to talk about is an ongoing discussion that we've been having now for about a month or so, where the transfers and the amount of players transferring in NCAA Division I softball seems to be creating all kinds of havoc and sort of like a snowball rolling downhill. We've focused on the Oregon program quite a bit because they seem to be the poster child right now of uh, the new rules and the things that are happening with the with the transfers at the Division One level. But unfortunately for Oregon, Megan Kleist, another one of their All-American players, their second All-American pitcher, has decided to transfer from Oregon. And I personally am a little bit disappointed that uh, we see this trend gaining so much momentum. No, it's that's very disappointing, and I know it sounds like that's uh, around six, six players. Yeah, I, I believe that's six players. And uh, the thing that is unfortunate, and to my way of thinking, is you've got a situation now with a brand new coach who has moved into that Oregon head coaching program, Missy Lombardi, um, who had been the associate head coach and pitching coach at or Oklahoma for many, many years. Um, Obviously, a super successful program. I mean, exciting to be a part of that program for sure. Yeah. And unfortunately, I guess the thing that's troubling to me about it is here you have a situation where I don't think Missy Lombardi leaves Oklahoma for anything but maybe a handful of jobs anywhere in the country. Something special. Something really special. 
and now she's up here in uh, in Eugene, Oregon, with something that's not working out to be quite as special as she had originally hoped it was going to be. So, um, uh, really wish uh, Oregon the best. Hope that everything settles down and that they end up uh, being in a good position heading into the spring season. Uh, but again, that's another outstanding player leaving that program and, and heading for quote unquote greener pastures. That leads us into uh, one of our topics for today. And we're going to talk about the NFCA convention, the National Fast Pitch Coaches Association. This segment is sponsored by B. Sampson Inc. B. Sampson Inc. is our interior trim specialists. They do doors and windows, custom closets, coffer ceilings, built in bookcases, posted beam ceilings, and crown molding. They will meet and surpass any of your woodworking needs, and they're located in Loganville, Georgia. You can contact B. Sampson Inc. at 404 569 5034. So, Don, the NFCA convention is going on in Chicago as we speak. Chicago. It's going to be cold there, I'm sure. Yeah, if, if, if we're whining about 45 degrees here in Atlanta, you can't imagine what they're whining about up in Chicago right now. But the NFCA convention, for those of you that are interested in the game of fast pitch, is something that I think you should uh, learn a little bit more about. It. The NAS- National Fast Pitch Coaches Association is our organization to help grow the game of fast pitch nationally. It is geared much more towards college coaches than any other group of coaches. Um, the predominant membership is uh, the collegiate coaches, but there are also divisions for high school coaches, travel ball coaches, uh, affiliate members, and even some parents. And the NFCA is a great way to learn a lot more about the game um, and to become more aware of things that are going on in the game of fast pitch softball. So, Tori, you said uh, Chicago. I can remember a lot of more fun destinations, Las Vegas, St. Pete. Uh, Palm Springs. Yeah, it, it, well, they Chicago. try to move it. Yeah, they try to move it around to different locations around the country. And I'm not sure exactly what the uh, uh, the, the decision making process is, but uh, I know uh, Las Vegas is a fairly regular stop for the convention, and uh, I think it's one of those deals that uh, they try to move it around to make it a little bit more convenient for different areas of the country to attend, so that everybody doesn't have to always fly to the convention. And so I think it's been in. Florida, it's been in Las Vegas, it's been in Palm Springs, it's no been in go- Nashville no golf this year. Um, and a couple of years ago, it was here in Atlanta. And so, you know, I think that the organization is going to continue to move it around. But I think about every third year, it's going to be back in Vegas. So, for the people that like to gamble and uh, have a little bit of extra fun, it's a it's an opportunity to do that also. So, but one of the things that happens at the NFCA convention is discussions and talking about what's currently going on in the game and trying to find answers to questions and solutions to problems. And so to kind of follow up on what we discussed in our shout-out segment, um, one of the hot-button topic items right now is the new transfer rule and the impact that it's having. I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that when you've got five or six players that were All-Americans last year deciding between the end of their fall season and the start of the spring season that they want to transfer to a new school, that there's been a gigantic change in the way that this all operates. Yeah, no, it's going to be uh, a situation where everyone sits back and watches for a little bit, but hopefully they'll get it under control and uh, get it comfortable for both sides of the scenario. Right. Well, I think there's uh, a little bit of background that we want to make sure that all our listeners are aware of. The NCAA rules about transferring for many, many years protected the school and made it much more difficult for the player than maybe it needed to be. And 
Um, as with all things, the new rule is geared much more towards football and basketball, where a lot of publicity was had about players wanting to transfer that were held up and kept from transferring because of coaches that were trying to look out for what was best for their program. And unfortunately, um, doing some things that probably weren't that ethical, that weren't that um, appealing to hear, you know, blocking kids from going to specific schools, making it very difficult for kids to have an opportunity to transfer to a place that the player thought was fitting for them. And that gained all kinds of momentum. ESPN was talking about that all the time. How can, you know, a coach can leave, a coach can go anywhere he wants to go, but that poor player is stuck at that school. And, and so the poor player mentality about it, a sentiment really gained a lot of momentum. And so a new rule was passed, which basically allows a player to transfer much more easily than they used to be able to. Well, and as well, too, and this might even push back to the recruiting process. If people are having to decide where they're going at, you know, a younger and younger age, it might be a situation where, uh, you know, they had to make that choice early and, and they wanted to leave because they didn't know what they were getting into. Right. Oh, no. And, and I think that uh, some of this is fallout from that um, early recruiting situation players that were making decisions and choosing schools earlier than they might have needed to or might have wanted to. to. Um, But but the reality of it is what we've got now is pretty much free agency for players. The player no longer has to get permission, no longer really even has to warn the school that they're at that they're thinking about transferring. They put their name on a list, which is basically an online portal that the NCAA has created, and it's sort of like online shopping for schools that are looking for players. And, you know, a school coach who's looking for a player gets to look on that list and notices that, hey, there's two All-American pitchers out there on the market. Is it just a name, or do we have, like, a link to their stats? <laughs> um, well, I don't think uh, most of these players need to have their stats publicized. <laughs> you know, right. If you're a Division One All-American and you just pitched in Oklahoma City a couple of months ago, chances are everybody knows who you are. But... Um, but so the the NFCA is is now and the coaches within the NFCA are now trying to push back a little bit and trying to change the legislation. The biggest thing is they still want players to have the flexibility to transfer, but now they want to limit the amount of kids that can transfer during the year. Basically, if you leave in the fall, you cannot play in the spring. Sure. So that you would have a sure. little bit of a you know a little bit of something to hold you back, a little bit of something to maybe give you some pause about changing. Um, you know the idea of a player leaving. Oregon in November and pitching for Texas in February seems a little... Do we know yet where those particular players are going? We don't know where all of them are going, but some of them... uh, There there, there seems to be a a shocking connection between the players that are leaving and where they're going, um, and there's always uh, some, some connection to the school that they're going to. So, um, But there's a couple of things about the way that the new rule works that I really don't like. One, I think that the old system allowed a coach to be aware of a player being unhappy and maybe have a chance to try to figure out how to make things work, you know, for the player and the coach to sit down and, you know, try to iron out some problems, maybe figure out a way to um, help that player stay at the school that they're at. But that makes sense, right? Yeah. Well, it did and it didn't. In, uh, In a lot of cases, I think that's exactly what happened, you know, that it was 
a way to open the lines of communication and for people to, you know, to make progress on trying to solve problems. Um, but it also gave the coach and the school way too much power in limiting a player's options. So I think that there was things about the old system that are also were fa- faulty, um, but I think that it opened the door for an opportunity for people to communicate a little bit more. The thing that I also felt about it was that it made transferring a little bit more above board because you had to have permission to contact a player before you could contact them. Now, I think there was still a little backdoor, under-the-table stuff going on, but not nearly as much as I think we've set ourselves up for now. Um, the way the uh, new rule works, when you put your name on the list and say, I want to transfer from school X, that coach is notified, and that coach can cancel your scholarship at the end of that term. And so the player is unlikely to put their name on the list unless they already know they've got a landing spot. Sure. They're, they're not going to run the risk of no scholarship, no, you know, no opportunities, you know, and, and just put their name out there and say, well, I'm so unhappy. I'm going to, I'm going to gamble. I'm going to put my whole future on the line and just throw my name on this list. So I think now what's got to be happening is whether it's through travel ball coaches or friends of the program or whatever it is that these kids have already negotiated their new landing spot before they've ever put their name on that list so the quote-unquote school's ability to penalize that player by taking their scholarship away i don't think is really any detriment at all because i think all these players already know where they're going before they put their name on the list like you said you almost have to otherwise you're risking just being you know ending your career even right and so so the nfca has got their hands full i think we've opened up a a can of worms that's got potential to be um, truly truly detrimental to the game you know i do think that uh, uh, players do need to have the flexibility if they've made a mistake but i think we still have to have some limitations some time frame that allows people a little bit of a cooling off period or or a little bit more motivation to think through what they're doing and, and to know for sure that they're uh, making a decision that's right for everybody. So typically, Tori, maybe tell, uh, you know, tell the listeners after this convention, will we have resolution to some of these things and other rule changes and well, what uh, or is that, it more yeah, just proposals? It's, it's proposals. Uh, the NCAA still would have to change rules. You know, unfortunately, the softball coaches can't sit around in uh, Chicago and uh, vote on something and, and decide that. So, uh, so they propose it. And then the NCAA would work it through the legislative process and then uh, um, decide. Does it take if, a year? Years, usually. Right. Um, you know, the uh, um, new transfer rule was a couple of years in the making. And so I think it's going to be a couple of years in the making of any kind of uh, pushback, any kind of alterations. Um, Now, um, one of the things that the NFCA convention is famous for is coaches having a quote-unquote professional coaches agreement where we're not going to do these things sure. anymore um, but uh, code of ethics yeah the, the, but I have zero faith in that anymore because I think a lot of what's going on now shows that coaches are shaky on the ethics ground to begin with um, you already know you're not supposed to have negotiated a new spot for that kid before she puts her name on the portal and that kid's already coming to your school before she announces to the world that she's leaving, we've already shown that we're not that ethical. Right. So, um, But so the NFCA is going to be working hard on this. Coaches uh, are going to definitely be trying to 
uh, rein this uh, situation in a little bit and kind of get a handle on it because for the most part, I think it's, uh, uh, it's just creating a landscape that I don't think anybody anticipated when this rule was written. And you're going to have, you know, situations now where a school like Texas or a school like Louisiana Lafayette is going to go from being a good team to being a college World Series contender because they're really good at working the waiver wire and, and they've got uh, connections to free agency that's allowing them to get players um, very, very quickly. And I think uh, uh, that's not something that I think is good for the game for the long haul. And schools with budgets that can do a lot of things. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it always comes back to money. If you're yeah. a coach who uh, just was given the second highest salary in the country, you're highly motivated to win. Well, and they're, they're interested in uh, investing to win. Right. And so... Um, so let's see how this plays out. I think, uh, unfortunately, in the next couple of weeks, we're still going to see some more headlines of players leaving schools. And uh, hopefully uh, uh, Oregon's got nine kids left that they can put in uniforms here in February and start playing some games. Yeah, no, hopefully she'll be able to pull together a good group for uh, for this spring. Yeah, and uh, th- I guess the good news is that they're wide open for recruiting now. So those late bloomers that are out there looking for a spot, I guess Oregon might, might be a place to look. One. So, yeah. um, so that uh, discussion was sponsored by B. Sampson, Inc. Again, they can be reached at 404-569-5034. If you have any woodworking needs in the Atlanta area, please feel free to reach out to B. Sampson, Inc. That leads us into our... Our next topic, Don, which is sponsored by All Clear Plumbing. All Clear Plumbing is located in the greater Atlanta area, and the phone number there is 770-627-2900. Trent Horn owns All Clear Plumbing. He's a travel ball guy, and uh, we would ask all our listeners, if you have any plumbing needs in the Atlanta area, to reach out to All Clear. So it's almost Christmas time. What I thought would be fun today was for you and I to have a little bit of a talk about uh, that coach's Christmas wish list. So for um, our travel ball, high school, college coaches, um, giving them some ideas of things that they should be asking Santa to bring and drop off under the under the Christmas tree this year um, and to give maybe moms, uh, kids, uh, players uh, some ideas of things that that coach in their life might really like to have to help them become a better coach and to do a better job. So, um, Don, what's number one on your Christmas list? You got anything? Well, I know. Uh, Besides good sunny weather? <laughs> some better weather for some softball. Um, yeah, again, too, the the Christmas wish list, anything that, uh, that we're able to get new and fresh that we've got a little bit of time to break in before spring um, is exciting. Uh, obviously, everybody looks for a, a new bat. Um, you know, we're growing out of one and uh, into another. And now you're and, thinking about players again, Don. We're not thinking about <laughs> players right now. Those players are going to get plenty of stuff. Let's talk about coaches. Just for coaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, my number one thing on my list uh, for Christmas for coaches is I think a good tee. A, a batting tee is something that a coach really needs to have. And honestly, I think needs to have several. There's a company that I love. Um, that uh, pr- produces, I think, the best tea on the market, which is a company called GT, capital G, T E E. And GT is my favorite company for a couple of different reasons. Number one, I think their tea is very durable. Um, you know, in the lesson business, you see kids everything from, you know, eight years old to 22 years old and skill levels, everything from absolute beginner to really, really good, strong, powerful hitters. And 
The GT holds up really well. The, the cup, the rubber cup that holds the ball, um, takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Um, and I think GT is a great tee. Um, there's other companies that make high quality tees also, but, uh, over all my years of, of, uh, coaching and now instructing, it's my favorite. The other thing that they do that I really like is they have a wide variety of heights and sizes. Uh, I've got, uh, six or seven of them now in the cage with me that I use on an everyday basis. The shortest one is six inches high goes all the way up to high enough that you could put the tee way up above uh, even the tallest tallest hitter's head. So yeah, the the neat part about that tee as well is how compact it'll get to, to transport. Right. Right. You can break it down. It's yep. reasonably light. Yeah. It's uh, it's one uh, uh, pin away from being able to put in your bag. And uh, so, you know, in just a couple of seconds, you can put it in your bag and take it with you. But I love it because it's got the versatility. You know, one of the things that I think is uh, hitting instructors and coaches that we're always looking for is ways for our players to work on different things. And if we only have a tee that uh, at the lowest it will go is belt high or higher on a young player, we're pretty limited on what we're able to work with with them. Um, you know, if you've got a five-foot-tall player and a six-foot-tall player on the same team... The same T doesn't necessarily work for both of those so, kids, yeah. and so uh, so GT is my it would be my number one uh, on my Christmas coaching wish list, and I would tell people to go ahead and check them out. If you've got a coach that you're looking for, um, you'll find something there that's relatively inexpensive, but super high quality that's going to last forever. So I'm going to jump in there on your uh, on your T note and uh, mention Mule T. We've got uh, a Mule T product that uh, we call the Tattletail, and it tells on uh, tells on the kids when they have poor form. So that's one of the T's that I I find is really helpful. So coaches out there might uh, take a peek at that one too. It won't allow kids to tip and lift too much, and has a little uh, arm that sticks out that'll uh, tell on them when they cast and get long in their swing. But the Mule T is a great one as well. Yeah, I, I like that one, which also leads us to something else that I think every coach needs to have, and that's the mule balls. So uh, just so you don't embarrass yourself, when you go to to look for mule, it's not M-U-L-E, it's M-U-H-L. If you look at M-U-L-E tech, there's some smart ass put together a website which has got all these pictures of people like using mules to plow the fields and all this kind of stuff. It's uh, not really very softball or baseball oriented, but it's M-U-H-L and a mule ball is a heavy ball. It's a red rubber ball, but it weighs about a pound. But the thing I really like about them is it's got some give. It's flexible enough that when you hit it, you can feel the barrel of the bat almost digging into the ball a little bit. So I think it gives you a lot of different feedback. Um, and, and Mule is a really good company for training. They do a lot of different training things. Uh, Reasonable the, cost for the tee. Yeah. And, and the, now the Mule balls are a little bit pricey. It's not something that you're going to buy dozens and dozens of, um, but they hold up well. Um, and if uh, when they start to break down a little bit, a little bit of athletic tape or a little bit of duct tape, you can get another couple of years out of them. So, um, so the next thing that I really like from a training perspective is a heavy bat. We like to do a lot of different things with heavy swings. Um, there's a lot of different uh, tools on the market where you can take your bat and make it heavier. Um, you know, there's those uh, collars that slide. 
um, uh, on the bat. I can't, rem- I don't remember the name of them right now, but, uh, um, you know, and then there's a, the other company that did the weights that you could attach to the knob of the bat. And I think those are, are good tools. But my favorite those is a company. Pro, pro Cut. Pro Cut, yeah. yeah. My, my favorite tool now is a, a bat from Heavy Swing. And now Heavy Swing is an aluminum bat that's got the weight located in the hands. So the bat, when you pick it up, might be 60, 70, 80 ounces, but 90% of that weight is right in the handle, right in the hands, where um, I believe it's most effective and something that uh, um, allows us to do the kind of training that we want to do. So um, again, another company that that I really like is Heavy Swing. Uh, I do heavy bat training with every kid that I work with every single day. And again, they've got a variety pack of sizes. So if you're working with little kids, big kids, in between kids, you can find something that'll, that'll work for you. So the weight, the weight in your hands uh, definitely will encourage the kids to keep their hands a little closer to their body. Yep. It's hard to be long and, and sweeping in your swing, so that's a nice product. Yeah, and uh, heavy enough that uh, if a player does have real serious swing problems, you're going to see it for sure. So, um, you know, and we are always working on increasing bat speed. So for coaches, uh, people that are looking to buy a gift for a coach, um, my uh, three places I would tell you to start off looking is GT, Mule Tech, and Heavy Swing. I think between those three, you're going to have a chance to find something that a coach who's serious about helping players and a coach who's serious about uh, developing the players that they're working with is going to be able to get something out of uh, uh, products from all three of those. So I think as well, uh, for a Christmas wish list, um, if someone's buying for a coach, maybe a nice coach's bag as well. seems like uh, an organized bag that's got uh, lineup lists and Maybe an extra belt if somebody has uh, equipment issues or stirrups or, um, you know, having all that stuff handy is always helpful for the coaches, too. Yeah, well, it seems like uh, every coach is always in a crunch trying to find something at the ballpark. And, uh, you know, a nice case, you know, that uh, gives you a little bit of room and a little bit of space to have a few spares. You know, for me, it was always glove repair stuff. I always needed to have sure. uh, a couple of pieces of lacing and a and a needle to, to, to fix needle those glove pliers on, on to, the fly. To pull. Um, so I think those are all good things. And then something else that I think every coach wishes they had was a bigger bucket of balls for practice. Not not eggs, not seams falling apart. Um, so if uh, if you're looking for something that's a relatively inexpensive gift, how about another dozen balls for practice? Sure. Or two. And maybe a nice bucket. You can get you can get one that's got uh, some nice for a pitcher to warm up with. Yeah, right? you, you, well, yeah, because we know catchers are going to have about <laughs> and, and an empty bucket, so you can empty out the catcher's bags don't, and, and don't have an, another another bunch of pr- practice balls. There. So, but uh, uh, but it is Christmas time. We're getting very close to Christmas, and and coaches out there, we know you're looking for stuff to help you do a better job coaching. We know your family are looking for ideas um, for things that they can get you. So. Uh, so we've given you a short list of things that I think coaches are going to be looking for and coaches are going to be interested in. Um, so get shopping. You know, you got a little bit of time to, to get that stuff uh, in, in hand for the holidays and to make your uh, coach happy. So, Don, that's going to lead us into our coaching tip of the week. Our coaching tip of the week is sponsored by Top Hat Limo. Top Hat Limo is located in the Atlanta area and can be reached at 770 516 nine five four five and of course they'll do any kind of big event that you're interested in or if you just want to feel like a high roller 
can contact Top Hat. So our coaching tip of the week, and it falls in line with a couple other things that we've talked about here over the last couple of weeks, and that is the idea of using this lull in, in the season to uh, to develop your game. And so what we're going to challenge our players, coaches, and parents to do is to keep learning. We want you to keep learning about this game. So whether that's reading a book, uh, looking at a video, attending a camp or a clinic, we want you to keep learning. We're going to put in a, pl- a plug real quickly for our holiday camp, uh, Fast Pitch Prep, Everything Fast Pitch, and also our sister company, Championship Softball Camps, runs a holiday camp at Tennessee Tech University. Uh, it's uh, always between Christmas and New Year's. Tried to pick a time of the year where uh, people would have some free time and, and have a little bit of an itch to get going with softball. And to me, this is a perfect example of an opportunity for the players and coaches to really learn a lot about the game. Uh, the format of the holiday camp is set up with a bunch of different college coaches coming in to instruct. Uh, players get tons of reps, tons of opportunities to learn a lot of instruction and, a, and just a great atmosphere to help them take their game to the next level. And so to me, whether you're a player, a coach, or a parent, the challenge of learning more about this game and becoming more knowledgeable is one that um, is always on the horizon. But certainly this time of year when maybe you've got a little bit of time where you're not racing around to the ballpark, that you can do some things to help you continue to learn more and more about the game of fast pitch softball. Yeah, no, this is actually perfect timing this year, Tori. We've got uh, Christmas early in the week, and then the camp is uh, Friday and Saturday between Christmas and New Year. And, uh, you know, New Year isn't until after that weekend's over. So it's perfect timing, and uh, this will be my third year up there uh, with you. And it's a huge agriculture center that's got tons of space to move around, and uh, they'll be exposed to a number of different college coaches. And And a whole lot of knowledge. Knowledge. You'll, Absolutely. you'll work on hitting, you'll work on pitching, fielding, throwing. Or recruiting seminars. Recruiting seminars, your mental game. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Tanya Carlisle, who's part of the Fast Pitch Prep family, does a uh, mental game seminar for every player that comes through the camp. And so it's just a great opportunity for players to learn. And uh, parents, you're you know, also challenged to continue to learn about the game, too. Um, watching what your kids are doing in those kinds of situations, being able to overhear a little bit about the instruction is a great opportunity for you, too. And easy to see and watch the, the movement and layout with the, with the way the camp's set up. It's really uh, reasonably priced. It's just everything about it is perfect. Yeah. And uh, if you're not interested in uh, uh, following your kid around at camp, while you're letting your kid learn from the coaches that are there, bring a book and read about the game of fast pitch. There's all kinds of resources now. Um, if you go on Amazon uh, and just uh, type in fast pitch, you're going to find hundreds and hundreds of books written by many authors that are very knowledgeable. Um, and there's lots of different avenues of things that we want you to learn about. Obviously, the physical aspect of the game, inc- improving your techniques, but also the mental game. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, that players, coaches, and and uh, parents can and work on during the the uh, upcoming couple of weeks and and couple of months that are going to prepare you better for the spring season and have you ready to rock and roll uh, when the snow melts and it's time to get back out on the softball field. So hey, on that note too, Tori. Uh the website also has a nice recruiting uh, seminar segments that people could take a look at. Right. So fastpitchprep.com is our website and has all kinds of softball information. Now, we've got our blogs, which have hundreds and hundreds of topics, different things for you to learn. 
uh, from and to, and to uh, open your eyes to different things that are going on in the game of fast pitch. We have our YouTube channel, which has uh, several dozen different video clips of different skills and drills and things that uh, players, coaches, and parents can learn from. And then we also have launched our online recruiting seminar, uh, which is available now, uh, which gives an in-depth look at the recruiting process for players that are thinking about playing at the co- at the college level. So fastpitchprep.com, it's a wealth of knowledge, lots of great stuff, um, and, and easy access and, and easy for you to learn. Everybody needs to get in there and check something out. Yeah, yeah definitely. And if you can, like us, follow us, share us, all that good stuff, we'd appreciate that too. So Don, that's a great show today. Really appreciate uh, everybody taking a few minutes to listen to us and and to hear what we have to say. Um, As always, you can contact us at fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Send us your uh, questions, comments, suggestions, ideas, nominations for Player of the Week. Uh, All those things are very, very important, and we're looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, Please give us all the feedback you can. So for Coach Don McKinley, this is Coach Tori Atchison, and our producer, Bo Ray, Uh, in the Cherokee Batting Range podcast studio saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week.